Can something be genius without a person possessing the self-awareness of how genius it is or like possessing the genius that creates a genius work of art? Yes. Okay, so do you know much about um, The Idol, The Weekend? Yeah, okay, I just watched it. Oh, did you watch it? Okay, I haven't watched it on principle because I refuse, but I have heard what about it. Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about is like that it's this like the premise of it is it seems to be this show that The Weekend has created so that he can just like dominate a woman on screen like live out his violent fantasies basically that seems to be the conversation that I've been having with a lot of my friends about it who have watched it do you think that the weekend is like his character in real life and that he his character was an opportunity for him to just like run free in that part of himself and if so well, let's just start there. I have so many thoughts already. So the question is, um, do I think that the idol was created so that the weekend could live out his fantasies? Okay, what I love about this conversation right now is that you have obviously read a lot about the show and not seen it. Yeah. And I haven't read anything about the show, but I've seen it. <laughs> and I think that that's a great combination because I usually read a lot about stuff and don't watch it um, or know about a lot of stuff peripherally, peripherally. And I knew that there was a little bit of like controversy about the show because of like the treatment of people on set or something, but I didn't know why. And I actually chose specifically with this one. I was like, I'm going to watch it and I'm not going to read about it. And um, so I've seen the two episodes that are out. And I thought that the, I think the show is genius. I want to say a couple of things about the show first. I think the show is genius for a couple of reasons. There's just like, I did, I, okay, I had, I didn't even know that it was produced by The Weeknd or The, the pretty Weeknd. I have, I had no idea. I recently found out that it had something to do with the people who made Euphoria, which I didn't, you know what's crazy is I watched that show when I had COVID. I was stuck in bed, watched that show, didn't see the finale episode. Like that's how uninvested <laughs> I was in that show. It was like, I don't even know how it ended. But I thought that Euphoria was actually really gratuitous, weird, kind of gross. Like, I was just like, this is not useful. This content is not useful. And then uh, watching The Idol, I felt the opposite. I felt like, wow, this is... I don't know, maybe it's just because of how I feel about the industry versus how I feel about high school. But, like, I felt that there were so many little details of, like, how the industry agents and people who were behind her are talking about her behind her back and how like there's like this scene where they go into the club and I think there's the the, it looks like a bouncer I don't think it ends up being a bouncer but the back of his head says life is war and then you like pan into the actual club and it's like everyone's just like ah, and it's all these high society sort of like it girl types of people and just these little nuances of like 
life in the spotlight versus the people who surround these people Mm -hmm. and how kind of like incongruent those things are and how reality is sort of meant to be molded around these people and you also see that this girl is like very naive in the sense of like knowing who to trust and knowing how to conduct herself but she has the sense of being driven and how easily the industry can take advantage of someone like her who's like very pretty but like a little bit damaged and like has her own vision but doesn't quite know how to fight for it and then there's a a scenes in both of these episodes where i felt like physically uncomfortable that had to do with sexuality and the way that the sexuality was happening between two people and i thought that it was a little bit theatric like i didn't come off super genuine um and so in that way i can see that like specific scenes in the show are definitely like maybe a fantasy or like kind of a gratuitous like uncomfortable like viscerally uncomfortable experience but that also doesn't seem far off from a lot of like people's sexual experiences Mm. especially once you enter an industry where you don't know how to conduct yourself necessarily like you have this image to keep up and you don't know if you should act like the image that you're keeping up and that's kind of actually a dialogue that's had between them so I want to talk a little bit actually from that question about like if it matters like if the intention behind the show matters because I think that for me when it comes to looking at things through like a spiritual lens the impact versus the intention of the the thing that the artist is trying to create are often intermingled and often like produced in tandem without them knowing so like for me the idol is like just another symbol of how celebrity culture and particularly like the hollywood culture is crumbling and how exposed it's being even through the industry and so that's such a powerful thing so even if it was like it was exercised out of this like fantasy of this guy I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of media that we could say that about. And I'm, I'm not dismissing any of the trauma that can come from being a part of that, right? Uh, although there is a choice around being in this industry, uh, obviously things can get very difficult and reality can get very warped once you enter into someone else's vision and learning how to conduct yourself. And I think that there's a meta thing. There's a scene where like they're shooting a music video. And so there's this meta thing of like, we're watching the the director and the producer behind them. Who's looking at a screen, who's looking at something. And so there's these kind of like meta moments. Right. And, um, I think that there is a genius to having this portrayal be put behind the lens of someone who might have a grimy or off-putting sense of how you should treat people because he's in the industry. He's a huge big name and it actually, it's like it's doing both at the same time where it's making you uncomfortable and making you kind of question whether you should watch it. And it's also showing you the reality of what these people's lens is Mm -hmm. and who these people are that we're supporting and what the industry actually looks like from a person who's in the industry whether or not he's aware of that or not so I would say like my answer to that is like I could see it I also think there's a genius to it and I think that while it matters where it comes from I think that what we're the actual product that we're getting is valuable 
Do you define genius as being like this own entity that can exist without the intention of like without the internal generation of a person? Like can something be genius without a person possessing the self-awareness of how genius it is or like possessing the genius that creates a genius work of art? Yes. I think genius is a, I think genius is a spirit. Like creativity is a spirit. I think it's something that passes through you and you don't think it's something that can be owned by anyone. And that's why genius comes through like painters that were, that were poor as shit when they were alive. Mm -hmm. And that like comes out hundreds of years later that like they were these incredible geniuses and, uh, you know, their ego wasn't meant to be propped up in that way when they were alive. So they didn't get it while they were alive. I think there's people who think they're geniuses and position themselves as such, but don't have the the bug or the entity, so to speak, moving through their system. And I think that there's dormant genius. I think there's a lot of ways that that works its way through someone's system. And I think for me, when I say genius, especially in reference to this like kind of campy show, what I mean is like it's a meta nesting doll of collapse and reinforcement. Like it's a collapse of the industry, but also a reinforcement of it yeah. because it's like it shows how much we want to be a voyeur and we want to see these like really hideous moments and these really, really hideous things happen and how much we enjoy what comes out of them. So it's like this kind of it's this double sided mirror, right? And like, what's so interesting is that like, he's going to watch it and see it very through a very particular lens. And maybe, or maybe not, is he going to think that his vision was executed, but the spiritual aspect is like the fact that it was allowed to be put into production and was put in a slot right after succession, which I also think this weird double-sided mirror, I think that's the genius of it. So it's not that he's a genius. It's that there's some sort of really incredible energetic movement happening through this vessel. Uh, and I won't say that it's him, and I also won't say that it's not him, but it's just that there, I can see the movement of it. I can see it there. So interesting because it sort of like positions us to start talking about, you know, ideas and art as these own entities that like enter into your body and you just have to like follow the, that like urge to create them. And then they serve a purpose out in the world, whether you intended for them to serve that purpose or not. But I'm not going <laughs> to send us down that conversation. I this There is something here. There's some like formless shape of an idea that I really want to work out, which is this set. You referenced it before, like celebrities living in this reality that is created as like a byproduct of their celebrity is that he had the opportunity to create this show that let's say he's not a genius let's say it's not intentional let's say actually that there's no one on the team no one involved in this that understands that this show is an exposure you know and and it's genius in how it exposes this world and the inner workings of the world and the, and the, the dry, what drives the world. And let's say that he doesn't know that he only had the opportunity to create this show because of his celebrity. And I wonder if like, it sort of folds in on itself. I don't know if you can tell I'm about to get my period, but my thoughts are very much like, I started mine today. (laughs) I was going to cancel, but I was like, let's just try. (laughs) This is going to be an unhinged conversation. 
So it sort of like folds in on itself in that like he is only able to create this show because of the reality of yes men that are around him because he is a celebrity, right? So people are like, you're a genius. And he's like, I'm a genius. I'm going to create this show. Turns out it's just exposing him and people like him and the whole industry of people like him, which wouldn't exist in the same way it does, or would it, if people around weren't saying yes in order to potentially better their own circumstances or, or like, get to that status of celebrity in some way or, or comfort or power. But then once you get to that, it's like this bubble. And if you plucked The weekend, I really believe that if you plucked The weekend out of his bubble and put him in like at, like, a dinner party with my friends, we'd all be like, what are you talking about? Like, why? Why are you talking like that? And, like, you're so unequipped for the world. Not unequipped. (laughs) So it's like this contained package that's, like, exposing itself, but then through exposing itself and and the exposure being consumed by others, fueling itself and sustaining itself. So do you think that it makes the whole thing redundant in a way? Do you think that we could just sort of, like, if we all turned our backs a little bit, it would just cease to exist? Okay, well, that's a fascinating question. If we all turned our backs on it, would it cease to exist? I mean, that's how reality works. But we can't. We can't. I mean, I'm like a spiritual quantum girly, but I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sitting on the couch. There's a new, this new HBO show's out. I pay for HBO. I saw an article. There's a little bit of controversy. Let me just see what it is. You know, no skin off my back, except for like maybe a little bit of trauma. So I I didn't turn away from it. I think the sense that, like, if we all just turned away from it, would it not exist? Yeah, but we we, there's there's a part of us that wants it. There's a part of us that wants this sense of, like, people who are hurting themselves to create an image of them that's untouchable. We want something that's untouchable in our reality. We want something that's redundant. We want some... We want these things. Like, there are a couple pop star girlies that I am like, have no idea. I can see from an industry perspective why they're famous, right? And so whatever. And I know some of their backstories because I know some people who work in the industry and I'm just like, okay, go off. But every time I hear their music, I'm like, I can't even finish the song. Like, unless it's produced by a particular producer who knows how to create these like earworm kind of things. And so we have to really face like that we want it. And I want to say that like even you and your friends or anyone who's criticizing, creating think pieces, everything like that, they want it too because they want to be having these conversations. They want to be questioning these things. They want to be being like, well, does he deserve it or does he not? These are the these are the conversations that need to be had. So this is the multiplicity of like it doesn't matter how annoying you think something is. It's so perfect. And that to me is like the essence of spirituality is just like, oh, it just is like, it's a thing and it's created all these ripple effects and it is just a product of its environment in a certain kind of way. And I, th- I think that's, I think that's what's interesting to me is that in interviews, he could be like, well, the inspiration, and it's just like, no, you're actually just channeling the collapse. Like it's very mundane in a certain sense. Like I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all. I'm not impressed by him. I'm not impressed by the show. I'm just like, I'm so kind of like in awe of God when I watch something like that where I'm just like, ah, you can't help but like just 
put your stick your fucking hand in everything and mold it to what this really is. And so I think that is everyone going to see that that way? No. And that's also the magic of it that like everyone is going to watch it at their particular consciousness level and get what they're supposed to get out of it. It's like the idea of satire that someone something could be deemed as satirical by the audience and the person was actually doing it in earnest and then they're like, yeah, it was like satire. <laughs> and then but then I don't know, it makes me think of like The Wolf of Wall Street for example. Like I was in high school when that came out and I I went to a private school, so like it, it was mostly white kids and mostly like um, lots of intergenerational wealth I was surrounded by. And everyone knew that The Wolf of Wall Street was satire, which I say knew in inverted quotes because it's like, but was it really satire? Like it kind of seemed like everyone who was making that film was having a good time and they weren't really doing it in a satirical way. But anyway, it was publicly accepted that it was supposed to be satire. And I think that the people who lost in that world, so mostly women and people who didn't have economical power, they were like, oh, this is satire and this is separate from reality. But the people who won in it were like, oh, yeah, it's satire. But then they were like, but it's reality. And they kind of like embodied, especially because when it came out, I was surrounded by teenage boys who were seeing it, who were like at that weird precipice where they're like realizing that they have patriarchal power, but don't have the words to call it patriarchal power. They just feel the power. And then they're just like, oh, my God, I can just make people do what I want and no one stops me, you know? And there's like hardly any consequences for my actions. And like I have access to all these things. And I think like young girls and non-binary people are realizing like, oh my God, all this time I thought I was just like being targeted in certain ways, but actually it's patriarchy. But the boys are being like, no, it's not. I'm just like fucking awesome. And so they watched this movie and I feel like the people who didn't have the power walked away being like, okay, that was satire. It was intense, blah, blah, blah. And the boys walked away being like, that was a satire. It was intense. I'm going to channel the Wolf of Wall Street at all times. And I guess I worry about the same thing with this show where it's like, okay, like it's, it's exposing an industry and this is why I say like if we all turned our backs would it just cease to exist because it's feeding itself in that it's raising a new generation of people to feed into that and to behave in those ways that is supposed to be satire it's supposed to be self-aware but because they would genuinely benefit from it in a power way they're like well why don't I just behave like that because then I am exercising and doubling my exponentially my power. And I kind of see celebrities as the same and people in positions of power as the same as those teenage boys because they are so like power fueled and and surrounded by so many people who uphold their power that they don't have any reason to rein it in. They don't have any reason to be like, oh, but like, is this actually, should I actually be doing this? Because everyone around them is saying yes in the hopes that they'll get some of their power. So, you know, there's like teenage boys 
and then there's celebrities and then there's the people in between who have the hopes of seeing it as a satire and leaving it in the world of satire, you know? And so I wonder, like, is the purpose that it's serving or is it only serving a purpose to recreate what it's supposed to be exposing? I don't know if I see the collapse part of this. I don't think that it was created to really expose. Uh, and, and that's the point I'm trying to make is that each person is going to watch it at their level of consciousness and receive what they're meant to receive from it. Like for me as an outsider who doesn't ravenously consume popular media, I, I definitely peek in on it. I definitely am fascinated by it. And I definitely think that they are huge mirrors for where the collective conscious is and what they would th- because they always operate off what people what they think people want to see. So for me, when I'm watching this, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, we're on schedule. You know what I mean? And then I just like decide if I want to en- if I enjoy the show as just like a leisure activity or not. Which is why with Euphoria, it was like I don't like to me. Euphoria felt like a train wreck. Euphoria felt like what you're talking about. It didn't feel like there was any any redeeming quality to that show at all and in fact the energy of it was so fucking leachy and dense that I was like I don't even want to tell people that I've seen the show I don't want to encourage people to watch it I'm not ever going to encourage someone to watch the idol I'm not going to ask anyone that I know if they've seen it and talk to them about it I, I'm not interested in that I'm glad that we're ha- I'm really happy that we're having this conversation because I love to talk about anything <laughs> to be honest <laughs> But is it just feeding itself? Yeah, but it's also eating itself. It's it's like it's it's a self-immolating industry. I mean, it's it is collapsing. There's just no way around it. There's no way that it's sustainable. I mean, what's incredible is like the advent of social media was meant to be like them making money off of us and then suddenly people are using it to make their own businesses and make their own money and they're like, oh shit, okay, how do we rein this back in and like make something out it's like this beast that they were like oh we unleashed it to like kill everyone but then some of them are like retaming them and like setting them back on us and like using it to do other things and now they're writing them and now they're taking them off to the sunset and and it's just like oh okay the original intention was to control or manipulate or make something that's like to laugh about in the industry right like to all sip brown liquor and watch and like be like uh what geniuses are we that's fine. Let them do that. I mean, who's really, who's really fooled by this and this kind of behavior? A very small percentage of them are going to actually benefit from that. And even those people who are going to benefit from that are going to also experience the consequences. I think it's great that you brought up the Wolf of Wall Street. In the end of that movie, he loses everything. And I think that if you watch a movie and what you take away from it is the cool parts and not the collapse, whose responsibility is it to change that for you? Nobody. So for me, it's this sense of like not needing people to see things the way that you see them and trusting what they are, trusting that if they made it to this many people, there's a reason and not in a way that's like promoting it and saying it's great and saying, you know, like. When I'm talking about the genius of it, I'm I'm really talking about the genius of fucking, like, God. I'm talking about the genius of this, like, construct that it just can't help but, like, just get its hands on everything. I think that's so incredible. The other thing is, I didn't even know it was that. I was like, is that The weekend? I don't know. I had to Google it. And he's my least listened to, least favorite. 
I can't really stand him really. So for me, like I didn't, I was like, Oh, that is a weekend. Like, wow. You know? Okay. Interesting. Like he can act. I didn't know that. Um, so I also don't think I have this background of like, I don't know anything about what he said or what he pretends to be or what he, you know, if there's a standard that we're supposed to be holding him to, because we're not aware of that standard. Um, but yeah, I think anything that, uh, anything that is informing this industry of top down or informing this industry of we're here and you wish you could be us is a ticking time bomb. It just with the way that society is going. Can you illustrate for me the projection into the future that you're seeing of this downfall and this crumbling what what's the domino effect that you see that leads to this projection into the future that you have of the the way that you see things crumbling i hesitate to influence people's perspective on where the world is because i i think that like again i think that that perspective is perfect for where they are what i will say is like it's very clear that there's a decentralization of power that's happening, that power is more being encouraged to be brought into the hands of the people that like, for example, the advent of human regular street people having cameras made it so that it made it harder for celebrities to keep up appearances. And so we started seeing celebrity magazines where there's pictures of Britney Spears with cellulite and, you know, like off-duty moms and women without makeup and men with dad bods and whatever. And then it progressed to like social media where not only can you document and kind of like expose these people being human or see them spin around in front of the camera for an ungodly amount of time or whatever it is, You're also seeing, like, people getting famous without industry support, maybe even to the detriment of the industry because of the advent of social media. Then TikTok came along, and TikTok is full of, like, quantum reality, conspiracy theory. Like, you'll see, like, an average mom talking about, did I do a timeline jump? I just saw blah, blah. Like, just this incredible dispersal of information and this destabilization of what the status quo or the vision that we're supposed to have of the world crumbling. And so this decentralization of power and this decentralization of what we should be looking to or respecting or giving our eyes, our attention to, that inevitably is collapsing these larger centralized power structures. You see it with the media, the fact that all these media companies are going bankrupt. Because why would you read an article about something when you could just see that person? Like, it's like Kim Kardashian posted in her story that Skims just dropped. Why would I read an article about it on Vice? You know what I mean? Like, just the sense of, like, they're needing to pivot, and they've never had to. The pressure has never been put on the industry to pivot, to find new ways of doing doing things, to innovate, to reach out to people that they wouldn't normally reach out to. I mean, you see, like, just to use the Kardashians again, because they're some of the most famous, most famous people in the world and at the top of this industry, collabing with TikTokers. And it's like they have to, to stay relevant, because those people are gathering hundreds of millions of views where maybe their show is plummeting, and so they need, you know what I mean? It's just like they need us. When I say us, I mean people who are creating outside of the industry more than we need them. And that power differential changing is 
monumental. We've never seen it before in our lifetimes because everything has been so centralized. Everything has been so top down and, um, that will just continue. So that's probably the broadest and most like non-spiritual, like very like basic kind of like just the way that structures work and like how power moves way that I can say that. And I think that it definitely can start a larger conversation. Um, cause I have a more esoteric perspective on the whole thing, but like just that in itself, I think is enough to warrant what I'm saying. Yeah. And I see, I see what you're saying now. I feel like before I could only see the timeline of this just feeding into itself as in, you know, young people watch it or other famous or up and coming people watch it, or even the weekend gets praised for it. And then is able to behave as his character does on screen in real life, because now he has the context for it and it just continues that way. But you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that the container in which this is happening, like the the arena where this behavior is being accepted and played out is dispersing and it is crumbling. Is that sort of how you're seeing it? Well, I also want to say that like just the fact that you have read about it but not watched it, uh, the fact that there are people having these larger conversations, all of that is also a part of it. The fact that there's such a large swath of people who do want to turn from it and want to have the conversations, all of that, all of that is a part of it. It's also a part of it that like, rappers get exposed for having sex with sex workers and having STDs. And I mean, what I'm talking about is like the slow decline that we've seen of the facade. And so even if this, this man (laughs) with the ponytail and the idol, uh, starts to act like this in quote unquote real life, the number of people who are going to see that as cool or tolerate it or whatever are probably people who are pretty far gone at this point into that kind of world anyway, and who are searching for something in that world anyway. And so the idea that this show is going to have much of an impact on their consciousness is, you know, it's a long shot. I don't think that the show is going to save anybody. Maybe it will. Uh, I definitely think the way that they've positioned the female lead is very destructive. And I think a lot of feminists will be upset. I don't think that a lot of people will stand for what the content is. What I'm saying is that I watched it and was like, ah, yes, (laughs) like another example of the simulation of like Hollywood, right? They're like pretending to simulate life, but like not really kind of, I wouldn't say glitching. I feel like that's too cliche, but it's, it's mouth. It's like, mm, it's shape shifting. It's moving. It's awakening almost in itself to what it is. And all of these people are just, yeah, they're going to sit back and be like, amazing project, man. Like, did a great job, bro. Like, wow. Cinematography, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. I mean, if that's where they're at, if that's what they're paying attention to, that's where they're at. And that's what they're paying attention to. So <laughs> in terms of, like, wrapping up our my relationship or this topic with the idol, with pieces of media, I guess, that are continuing to come out. It's important that everyone follows exactly how they feel about that thing and doesn't do what they think is right, doesn't do what they think is like socially acceptable or doesn't go against it just because it's contrarian. Doesn't, you know, it's like whatever your natural inclination is, which mine was to be like, wow, okay. And then to think, okay, am I actually enjoying this on like a person watching television level to keep watching this? Or do I kind of want to stop at the social and spiritual implications of what I've just seen here? And that's my natural inclination. 
And so I'm going to follow that. And I think that everyone should do the same. If that's like to protest outside of the production studio, if that's to write articles, if that's to have conversations, if that's to petition, if that's to boycott, if that's to enjoy, if that's to promote, if that's to try and be like her, whatever that is, like all of those paths are perfect in the sense that like they'll lead you to where you're supposed to be with yeah, like it's just another avenue to get you there. It's it's not like anything else, anything other than that. This podcast episode was produced by me, Nadia Hanan. All the music you heard in the episode was also written and produced by myself. You can find Jaleesa on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and wherever else you internet socialize at Jaleesa Cypress. You can also reach out to her more formally at jaleesacypress.com to work with her. 